Good evening, everyone. It is Dave back with Aquarium Express. So today, let's talk. Uh, I feel like I'm going to be like one of those ad commercials on like one of the YouTube videos, but let's talk about how you can make money or how you can make your hobby self-sufficient. So a lot of so the aquarium hobby is expensive. We all know that. Um, if you've been in the hobby for whether it's been six months, a year, 10 years, whatever, you know, stuff's crazy. And it's only getting more expensive. So I know a lot of people like to basically make the hobby kind of pay for itself. So then you're not pulling out of your own bank account, stuff like that. Um, so we're going to touch on fragging today, too, which if you don't know, if you're new, very new to the hobby, fragging is a term we use for coral that we actually cut portions of the coral off into frags from the main colony. And then we glue those frags down onto plugs, rocks, whatever you want to use. And then they eventually become colonies themselves. And we just keep repeating the process. Um, so it's farming. It, we're literally aquatic farmers. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of SpongeBob right there. But so one, what I always like to do is, you know, I mean, when you first get into the hobby, you're going to probably start out with like, you know, GSP. Um, lower end radioactive dragon Izoas. You're going to start off with some of the lower end stuff, which I agree. You absolutely should because you don't want to go out there and buy a, you know, buy a Grandmaster Krakatoa Palithoa and spend $250 on a polyp and kill it. That sucks. Trust me. Yeah, I, I was in a rush one day and I was dipping my uh, Grandmaster Krakatoa frag and my lovely self forgot about it and left it in a cup overnight. Oof. Press F in the chat to pay respect, please. And so you, you want to you really want to make sure you're into it. You, you know what you're doing. You can keep corals alive because once you can keep corals alive and get them to grow, you could start making your hobby self-sufficient that's the goal everyone i know that's the goal um just to make it so you're again you're not taken out of your own money it's just a circle it's a closed loop system that just keeps paying for itself which is ideal then you're not getting yelled at by the significant other so on and so forth so really i try to get the most growth out of my stuff as i can but I am a store, so I'm trying to sell them and everything. I'm trying to get them so they can grow enough that I can frag them, let the frags heal, and then sell them. But once you get your tank established enough, you're going to get growth out of your corals enough that you should be able to frag enough to have, you know, 10, 20, 30 frags on a frag rack, something like that, just growing. Um, post it up in your local Facebook, Craigslist, uh, Facebook. You cannot; they have to be aquatic decorations because you can get banned or in trouble. And if you post it into a group, that whole group can get shut down since Facebook cracked down on that. So do not post that you have livestock for sale. They're aquatic decorations. Um, 
so once you get it booming, once your tank's going good, you're going to have good growth out of your corals and all that kind of stuff. And you can start fragging. So like I said before, fragging is taking a mother colony of coral and fragging off a little portion of it and gluing to a rock or something like that and basically making a small colony of it, which will eventually grow into a big colony. Oh. For this, so for SPS, which is small polyp stony, you're going to, I always like to use bone cutters, especially on uh, Acropora, staghorns, anything like that, any branching. Uh, really nice, usually has a clean cut. Uh, usually works out pretty well. Do not use bone cutters on thick, uh, thick skeletal structured LPS, which is large polyp stony, like your hammers, you, uh, any of your philias, which includes hammers, torches, frog spawns, octospawns, crustatas. Do not use bone cutters. Bone cutters crush. So when you have a thick, you know, like an inch, half an inch thick skeletal structure on the bottom of a branching euphelia and you take a bone cutter to that nine times out of ten that thing's going to crack right up the middle and cut the head in half not cut the head in half but crack it so it comes apart and basically at that point yeah you're you're done you killed that so if it's big ones like that use a dremel use a bandsaw something now if they're small if they're like really small skeleton uh small branches you can use bone cutters just be careful I personally love my bandsaw because it gives me a flat surface, nice clean cut, and I mean zip, 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 done. Um, you just got to be careful. You don't hit the head or anything like that. You don't drop it and cause any of the knock on wood. BJ, which is brown jelly. I don't like to say that word or the sentence. Um, but... So, yeah, bone cutters, I would really only say for SPS and maybe cracking Zoas off rocks. Um, SPS is really easy to cut. You just cut it. <laughs> you cut it and glue it. That's It's not hard. When you're doing acroporas, you want to put a little dot of glue in the middle of the frag plug and then try to get the, the acropora or whatever it is, the branching, to stand up. Um, and then I always like to... Sorry. I always like to have a little bowl, uh, bowl for when you're first, when you're pulling the front, the colonies out, put them in that bowl. They're going to slime up. They're going to be nasty. They're going to be pissed off. Second bowl for when you just cut frags, when you're just cutting and it, depending if you're gluing or not, those go in there because they're going to be secreting nasty stuff. And then a third bowl with some iodine in it which iodine helps the healing process of corals. So iodine is a really, really, really good thing to have when you're fragging. Um, <clears throat> and put the iodine in the third bowl. And then you can let your frag sit in there for a little bit to help the uh, corals heal. It's just going to heal a little faster. Um, and then for that, have glue on hand with you. Um, I don't have any up here with me, but so don't, don't fall into the trap of having to go out and buy the $30 glue that's specifically made for aquariums. I go to Dollar Tree. I get the green-capped glue gel, and I use that as a dollar for two. Sometimes you get lucky. It's a good day. 
you get a dollar for three, three tubes, not three packs, three tubes, um, which is a good day. When you see that, buy the whole box. <clears throat> but yeah, that I mean, that glue's cheap, but it works. And I've been using it for years. I've never had an issue. I hopefully will never have an issue. Um, but yeah, you're not paying $30 for a little bottle of glue from one of the aquarium companies. That's overpriced and crappy. Not crappy, just overpriced. Um, but that's anything in this hobby. So that's a little bit about fragging. So when it comes to Zoas, like I said in my other videos, I have a video on palytoxin, um, and you can listen to that. That will give you a little bit of how to handle Zoas and that. If you really want to be careful, it's always a good idea to wear got or some type of glasses, especially if you're using a Dremel because Dremels can slip. I've had one slip up, hit palythos and spray my face, which I did have palytoxin for a week. It was absolutely horrendous. Uh, I thought I was going to die. <clears throat> but, you know, you know, gloves, eye protection, I'd say that, do that if you're really worried about it. Um, handling Zoas, like I was saying, you can check out the video. Uh, that'll explain a lot more in depth about it. But I would, if you're fragging Zoas or anything, I would absolutely wear gloves. And if you're going to be using a Dremel, I would wear a face mask so you cannot get any, if the Dremel would slip, it cannot get in your mouth. And I would absolutely wear eye protection because you do not want to lose an eye. Just, it better be safe than sorry. You can say, oh, I'm invincible, but, you know, when it happens, you're not going to be that invincible. Um, as far as everything else, SPS, I don't really worry about. Uh, I mean, I do them barehanded. I don't really care. Uh, euphelia, I every once in a while I'll get stung by a piece of euphelia and it'll like it'll burn for a little bit, but that's really rare. Usually, euphelia doesn't uh, affect me. Um, euphelia, like I said, uh, bone cutters on really small branch skeletons, any big ones, definitely a bandsaw or a Dremel. Um, and just be vigilant when you're doing this kind of stuff. I would say the iodine really, really is imperative for the LPS. I mean, the iodine helps at all, but LPS, I've seen a drastic turnaround for any LPS that are injured or anything when they have iodine available to them. So, again, just make sure you're safe when you're fragging. But, so, you, you finally rock out these frags. You know, you have 30 of them. Now you can take them to local frag swap, whatever, post them up. You can begin trading, expanding your inventory with other different species, different kinds, because they're all named. God knows that. Um, or just start making up your own names for them, because that's what half the people do. And um, and then you, you could just kind of start doing it that way, and then you're not paying anymore. The initial startup is where the money's at. You know, the first tank, the first batch of corals you get, stuff like that. Um, I would suggest knowing people, getting to going to frag swaps, going to your local reefing club, um, starting to know people, trading that way because it's a pretty tight knit community. Like most of us know each other, and 
you know, I trade with people all the time. I do. I, you know, I love it. This isn't just a, a business for me. This is, I, I love doing this. I love, I have a whole personal collection downstairs. Any of you that have ever bought in coral off of me, you know, when you come over to my house and you're looking at stuff, you're like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, that, that one, uh, funny story about that. That's grow out. That one, that one's staying. Um, but yeah, you, you know, eventually, and then eventually you may get down to the road where you have, you know, a little frag tank set up and you're going and making a little extra money. So that's just kind of making it self-sufficient is the best way to do it. It's going to help you out in the long run. It's going to make it so you're not bleeding money every time you want to buy a coral or two. Um, cause God knows these corals are getting expensive. You know, unfortunately, you know, when Indo shut down, what, two years ago, you know, before that, good God, you feel you was, I mean, I was paying like 10, five, ten dollars for frog spawn and hammer per head. Now, I, I can't even touch it for that wholesale, let alone retail. Um, yeah, before, what, a couple years ago, we were selling gold torch for $100 a head. Which, and I mean, it was pure gold. It was like 24 karat Indo gold. It was not, you know, Dragon Soul or something like that. It was the nice stuff. So <clears throat> it's kind of crazy the influctuation of coral prices and how they're only going up. And I think part of that has to do with uh, like our wholesalers. They're just, I mean, some of them are just, you know, brutal. And, you know, there's, I think it has to do with where they come, the exporters, because when those, when Indo shut down and the prices went wild, those importers or exporters never really dropped their prices. They just kind of stayed the same when it opened back up. So it's, yeah. But making it self-sufficient is the goal of most reefers, making it so it supports itself. Um, and it can be done. It's very easy. It's very achievable. You just have to kind of know what you're doing, grind it out and get some frags going, meet people. I mean, you meet a lot of cool people in this hobby. You really do. Um, you know, you meet people. It's amazing. You meet people all walks, all life. Um, and you're all held together by one passion, which is absolutely awesome. I met some of the greatest people I'll know in my life in this hobby. And uh, I will always have my hat off to this hobby for that. But again, you know, starts off, I mean, you know, you start off with those beginner corals, work your way up, get up in a higher end SPS, whatever, Zoas, whatever your take is. And you just keep going from there. It's just a big spiraling thing. But yeah, that's kind of what I did when I first got into the hobby. I just, you know, I went to frag swaps, met people, got some deals on some corals, started growing them out. And I started taking stuff to frag swaps and uh, making a little extra money that way, using it to buy other stuff. And it's a closed loop circle is what it's called. All right, guys. I know what well, we are reaching almost 16 minutes. I think my longest one's 17 minutes. But all right, guys. Well, we will be back next week. And 
hopefully we will have some cool stuff to talk about. I got to do look around. I know there's some new products coming out and everything. So I'd like to talk about them um, again. If you guys have any suggestions or want to hear my take on things, please DM me on. Uh, you can check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it. We're on all of it. Um, give me some suggestions if there's anything specific you guys would like to hear. If there is anyone that would like to jump on the podcast and have a nice little discussion, that is also very welcomed. Uh, we were looking at having, we reached out and hopefully are going to have a few guests here in the next couple of weeks, but we will see. All right, guys. Well, have a great rest of your day and happy reefing, and I will talk to you next week.